like family. Live from the DraftKings Sportsbook and Wild Rose Studio, this is Des Moines Sports Station, 1460. KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. The PSAs you hear on Miller and Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Take you until noon, bottom of the hour. We will get to Chris Williams. He's in Dallas, Arlington. Uh, we will get his take on the very latest. Some injury news, perhaps. We will have some answers on uh, Dylan Saner. We will see. Uh, tr- uh, Trent. Trent's always going to join us. Part yeah, of the show. I'm, I'm here. His name's on it. But Chris will join us at 1130 to talk about that. Claxon's giveaway. Our picks as well. Bama Bob joins the program. Hello, Bama. How are you? How are I'm good, Kenny. How are you? Doing well. Good to talk to you. Uh, fun, wonderful weekend. Disappointing on some respects that the Coastal Carolina game is off. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just, is there any chance they could match those teams in a bowl game? I mean, does that make sense to, to make, oh, crown the champion that way? Yeah, it's not a bad idea. Um, you know, there's been so many ball games canceled, and you know, but a lot of teams have also opted out. So, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of these bowls that are left have bowl tie-ins. You know, with conferences, and any obviously, you know, anybody is eligible this year. Uh, you know, uh, yep. any team with a losing record. You know, Arizona would be eligible <laughs> if anybody mm-hmm. wanted them, which they probably don't. Did uh, we get that yeah, one year? With Boise and uh, TCU before TCU, of course, joined the Big Twelve. Didn't we get that in the Fiesta Bowl? And the ratings stunk. Did they? And it wasn't a very good game on top of it. Yeah. You're one of these teams. You want to get your chance against a big boy. You yeah. want to get your chance against Florida. You don't want to, you don't want to, uh, somebody's going to win the Sun Belt in the, what's the Independence Bowl called now in Shreveport? I'm right. not saying send them to the Fiesta Bowl or anything like that, but you, yeah. like you want to get a chance. You're one of these. Yeah. I don't know. What does it mean? Yeah, in the I mean, scheme? Trent's probably right. I mean, it, listen, if you're one of these two teams, would you like to play each other? Sure. Mm-hmm. But would you like to play, you know, if you're coastal, would you like to play Florida? I'm yes. sure that's um, the case, you know, yeah. How Even about, you know, Lafayette maybe getting matched up with LSU in a bowl game? How mm-hmm. fun would that be? Yeah. Well, they're not you know, eligible. So, well, that's true. They banned themselves yes. this year. Yeah. So that's true. But, yeah, it, it, listen, I don't hate the idea, um, but, but, you know, Trent's, that's right. I mean, both these schools probably want a shot at a power five. I would think the Ragin' Cajuns want Coastal because Coastal's unbeaten. Ragin' Cajuns one loss. I would think Coastal, like uh, who's ever said the Florida matchup, they would want a they would want a big name power five school. Well, let's get into the big name five, power five schools. We will hear um, starts tonight. Pac twelve tonight. We've got Oregon and USC and Trent Condon. You go first on the Pac twelve. Your thoughts. I like this USC team. I like watching them. They're entertaining to watch. Maybe it's a little bit of the fire drill that seems like is happening from time to time, but they're an exciting game. I like Slovis. Slovis is a really nice mm-hmm. player. They got dudes on the outside, those wide receivers. That yeah. group is fun to watch. Not much defensively, but you're going to be entertained. But remember, Oregon, before all the craziness, a lot of people thought this was a preseason top 10 yeah, team. That's true. Now they had opt outs, including Sewell. the best non quarterback uh-huh. of, of the draft Sewell. coming up. And he'll be top three pick more For than sure. likely. He'll, he'll go third. I'm with you. So 
this is still a talented Oregon team. I like Oregon tonight. Do you? I like Oregon and you get tonight. A, you get a couple of points, get right? three, yeah. Uh-huh. I don't love them. I like them. I think you're going to see a good matchup here. This is going to be one. We didn't see a ton of Pac-12, but we'll say, thank goodness for that championship game. It was fun, even if the quote-unquote right team wasn't there. And and everybody acting all sacrimonious about Washington, they didn't even leave Husky Stadium this yeah, year. Did they really deserve a championship bid, not even leaving their own stadium? Come on. Yeah. So you let me know how that one goes, because I'll be locked and loaded on Rutgers, Nebraska. I know you will. <laughs> no, I'll be watching this. Bama, your thoughts on the Pac-12 championship? Yeah, this is a fun one. Um, I, I'm kind of with Trent. I, you know, I do feel a little bit bad for Washington that they didn't get their shot or, you know, but listen, this is such a goofy year. I, I think when the, before all the, when we thought we were going to have a full season, you know, before we, uh, you know, back in the spring, summer, even we thought, oh, all this will be over with by then. Um, mm-hmm. These are the two teams I think that you looked at and go, okay, this, you know, these are the ones that should be there. They are here. Um, you mentioned Slobus. I really like him. I, I, you know, I'm with Trent. I, I'm, I'm, you know, I would take the points on the Ducks. Again, don't love it. Uh, USC, I think, has kind of been underestimated all year. Uh, big comeback last week against Washington. I'm sorry, against UCLA. Huge. Uh, what, 20 points in the fourth quarter, whatever, saved their season, maybe saved their coach's job. Who knows? Um, and look, they've beaten some, some good teams. I mean, UCLA's a good team. I think Washington State's a good team. Utah's not a bad team. Arizona stinks. And Arizona State, I think we all like. But, you know, all that being – so we've kind of underestimated them all year. Oregon, their coach, just signed a new extension. He was in the running for the – or not in the running. Who knows, really. uh, Rumored for the Auburn job. He locks – they lock him up. uh, Have some stability in the program. Fun game. Uh don't love it, but if, if if I'm betting on it, I'm going to grab the three points. Uh, I just think it's going to be. Uh, I also, you know, the over under sixty four and a half. That's a pretty high number. Um, I'm staying away from overs in the Pac twelve. <laughs> we got in trouble <laughs> more, <Mama>. so <laughs> yeah. yeah, we did. You learned but, your uh, lesson. <laughs> look, I think it's a fun game, and uh, you know, for a Friday night, high school's over seven o'clock. Fox. I mean, why not? I like it. I, I'm with you. Uh, West Virginia, Iowa State, and basketball probably won't be real entertaining. So going to watch a lot of football here tonight. Bama, uh, speaking of Iowa State, it's them. It's Oklahoma. Oklahoma's coming in on a significant winning streak. Six wins, wins in a row for – six wins in a row for them? Yeah, six in a row for them. Um, you know, two of them – look, they, they pounded Texas Tech. They pounded Kansas. I was impressed by Bedlam. That, I think that was their best yeah. win of the year. Texas, it took them four overtimes to put them away uh, in the in the Red River shootout. Baylor gave them fits for a while. Oklahoma's better. Uh, how do you see? I mean, they're playing better. I don't say mean they're better than Iowa State because I like the clones. Who do you like? This is a tough one for me. I have been on Iowa State all year. I, I have said I think they're the most complete team uh, in the in the Big Twelve. You know, offense, defense, special teams, coaching, running, passing, everything. They can do everything. That said, here's what I don't like about this. I don't like the venue for Iowa State. It's indoors. It's on turf. Oklahoma's a faster team. They generally will have more speed and maybe a little bit better athletes. It's climate controlled, so you're not going to have to worry about the wind and the passing game, which is what they love to do. Um you know, they're running the ball a little bit better. They're not running it great. I love Brees Hall. I love 
Purdy at quarterback. Those tight ends are just absolutely amazing. So they could give Oklahoma fits. I want to pick Iowa State. I just think Oklahoma is playing at a at a better tempo right now for for offense that could give them. Chris, listen, Iowa State's last game out, I think, shocked all of us the way they just absolutely yeah. destroyed West Virginia. Uh, I we did not see. I did not see that coming. That was a close game. The mo- yeah, the margin. I I, I might have had that. You know, twenty one seventeen, something like that. Um, so their defense really performed that day. But Oklahoma, as you mentioned, that whatever it is, they've kind of figured it out. Um, rooting like hell for Iowa State. I just think, and I might even take the points. I think this could be a you know, I don't know, thirty one twenty seven. Yeah, yeah, thirty one twenty seven field goal game, something like that. Iowa State's going to compete. They're going to fight. I just think Oklahoma, for whatever reason, you mentioned those six in a row. They figured something out. These are these are, I think, by far and away, also the two best coaches in the Big Twelve. And I don't even know that. I don't know how. I don't know who third is, and I don't know that you can really distinguish between Campbell and Riley. Love these coaches and love how they've got their teams to play. I'm going to take the Sooners and probably grab the points from Iowa State. Trent? And I hope I'm wrong. This is a pick. I will be picking an in-state game. I know, Ken, you hate doing that for our picks at the end of the show. I am on this game. My second favorite bet of the weekend. Interesting. Okay, good. Uh, Let's move on then, Trent, and we will stick with you. Uh, Let's go to the Big Ten. It's Northwestern, it's Ohio State, and what's about three touchdowns? It is, yeah. It's a touch under 20. I I saw a a 19.5 pop for just like, a moment yesterday at a couple of shops and quickly went back up to 20. Probably going to hover around there, maybe gets to 21 tomorrow. I know a lot of people are pointing to what happened two years ago. And Northwestern hung around, late touchdown by Ohio State, and they covered the number. But it was a better game than I think people anticipated. I don't think that's going to be the case here. The the limitations of Northwestern offensively, mm-hmm. in order to beat Ohio State, you got to make plays up the field. They don't have the wide receivers to do that. I don't think they have the quarterback to do that. Obviously, Ramsey, a big upgrade from what they had a year ago. Still not that kind of guy. I I think this thing is destined pretty ugly, 42-10 type Mm. of just boring clunker and say, well, there's other good things on. Won't have to worry about watching the Big Ten Championship. (laughs) Yeah, that's for sure. Flip over to ABC. Mm -hmm. Uh, Bama, how do you see the Big Ten? Is it going to be close? I'm afraid not. Uh, I'm kind of with Trent here. Listen, this is a different animal the Northwestern's faced all year. And listen, Ohio State, they're, they're, they're in, but they're not in, if you know what I mean, in terms of this, uh, you know, the playoff. Uh, they're right now, they're, they're ranked number four. You would think if they keep winning, uh, they would get in. If, if Florida upsets, uh, Alabama, which I don't think is going to happen, I, Ohio State needs to make a statement. That's what I'm saying, you know, because they're only going to have six wins. The committee has already said, you know, the number of games you play matters. Texas A&M was out there lurking. They played a full schedule, one loss um, to the number one team in the country. So I, I, I just, I'm afraid Ohio State's going to want to make a statement. I think they're capable of making a statement. When you go back and look at Northwestern, you give them a, just an absolute ton of credit, and I don't want to start diminishing them now. We've been playing them up all season, but when you really go look at, you know, Wisconsin, their mm-hmm. offense has fallen apart. Uh, Michigan State, Illinois, Nebraska, not exactly a murderer's row, and those games have been tight. You go look on the other side, Michigan State, other than the Indiana game, you know, Rutgers, Penn State, I mean, Ohio State's just kind of taking teams to the woodshed. 
I think it happens again. Uh, I, I'm with Trent. I could see something, you know, 48 to 14, something like that, 48 17. Again, I hope I'm wrong, but you bet with your head, not your heart. And uh, I would take Ohio State and lay the points in this one. Yeah, I thought uh, there was a time watching Ohio State in Indiana, I thought Ohio State was just going to crush them. Uh, but, yeah. but it, it looked did, like get, they were going to run away. It did, didn't it? Uh, but it got interesting. And they can. I think they have that ability, and that's what worries me. And if, if the problem is, guys, if they get out ahead, Northwestern just doesn't have that the, great the horses point. to catch up. Yeah, They've great, got great to keep point. it close. They have to keep it close and, you know, make make Ohio State nervous late because if this thing gets out 21 nothing, they got no chance to catch up. Uh, I'm seeing a whole bunch of national people um, – that are taking the points in the ACC championship, Bama, that think that this is, this is going to be a football game. The Clemson may win, uh, but they're not going to win by 10 and a half. This is going to be a very tight game, a very close game. Is it going to be Bama? I don't think so. I think there's another team, something to prove here. Um, and, and look, Trevor Lawrence is just a difference maker. I know that, that, and I'm not even going to try DJ, whatever his name yeah. was. He threw a bunch. I know he, yeah, he had a good game. Yes, he did. Uh, and everybody, everybody's talking about, yeah, but, you know, forget Lawrence, but they still gave up 47. Well, I get that. There was also double overtime. I, listen, I think this game may be – I don't think it's going to be a runaway, but I think Clemson – this is a type that they just kind of pull away late. I think this is close. This, is, this Notre Dame team is better than I thought they were. I'll say that going in. Ian Book. Kim, we were both wrong about yep. him. I think at the beginning of the year, no one of us were, you know, liked him very much, or, or not liked him, but you know, getting shown a lot. Um, he's done that this year. Um, I go back to kind of that Louisville game, and I'm just like, you know, I, I look at teams, you know, like Ohio State or Alabama or Clemson when they had Lawrence. They just don't play games like that. They don't. They're not going to beat Louisville twelve to seven. And I know that's maybe a one-off, and they've gotten better, and and. Listen, they they can they can be feisty. I just think this is one of those where maybe it's close early, but Lawrence is just the difference in the game, and the, they've got everybody back on defense, particularly the linebacker, mm-hmm. um, who I think is just really a key for them. And look, I think Clemson pulls away late, and I'm I would lay the points late. I could see this as a you know thirty five twenty four kind of game, something like that, where they get a late touchdown, maybe two to, to cover the spread. I just I like Clemson. They're a championship team. They played in the last what four title games, whatever it is, and split them. Um, they they're just a championship pedigree team. They're experienced. They've got all the weapons. Etienne is just otherworldly, and he when Trevor Lawrence is in the game, he's better. Mm-hmm. And he if he's better this game than he was last game. That's a problem for Notre Dame. They, yep. They've been great all year. Um, I think Clemson wins, and I think we're going to see an absolute dogfight for this fourth spot in the playoff. Mm. Yeah, I forgot about that angle to things. Trent, who do you like in the ACC? Yeah. So go back to that first game. You mentioned DJ Agalele and what he did. Uh, look at you. You just wanted to say his name. I got. I got. Had that in the back <laughs> He's been practicing. So he Bama, I got to give him credit. Well, baby gave me plenty yeah, of time I, to practice there. Yeah. He's no. a professional. What would you say? <laughs> But the, remember the game plan. What is Notre Dame? What were they going to do? Travis Etienne, you're getting nothing. All right. You come Make with the that. Kid throw. You came with that exact same game plan. Trevor Lawrence is going to throw for 600 yards. Mm-hmm. You have. Exactly. So I think Etienne is going to be a whole lot better in this game. There's going to be running lanes for him. He's going to play so much better than what we saw in South Bend. 
the number I think is right now at seven. Where open, I was all about. Oh yeah, I'll lay that with Clemson. Now at ten and a half, it makes you think. It's kind of in that comeback. I think it's a really good line, but I think this is going to be a game where Clemson is comfortable. It's not. Oh boy, biting your nails with a couple minutes to go. It's a comfortable Clemson victory, but right around that number. All right, I've got that one in my picks. I've also got this one in my picks, my best bet, and I've been harping on it all week, Bama. I think Bama is just going to crush Florida. Look, Bama, is there a chance that Sertan covers Pitts? I mean, how? who's going to try and shut I don't know how you can shut him down, but Patrick Sertan is a hell of a player. Might they put him on the tight end? I think it's going to be just a a combo coverage. I don't. I don't. Nick Saban in general, and that's a great question, Kim, because Pitts is the X factor here. He is unlike anything in the country. He's certainly like anything that Alabama has seen. I still say if he played last week, they beat LSU. We all know the issues really are Florida's defense. I mean, they they've just been horrible. How LSU was in that game, but but to answer your question. Nick Saban generally doesn't, he, you know, it's not like a, um, uh, you know, Richard Sherman type thing or, uh, God, the guy for the Rams. Can't think of his name. The corner. Oh, Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey. Ramsey. Yeah. Good Lord, Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, I should know that. Um, it, you know, where sometimes they will, you know, he'll have a guy, you know, follow somebody. Mm-hmm. So listen, they line up pit. Sometimes he's on the line of scrimmage. Okay. You know, and he goes, you know, for, a, and you know, tight and he's eligible and, and goes out that way. Sometimes they put him in the slot. They put him out wide. So it's really hard to track him because they move him around so much. So I think it's just going to be, listen, they're going to design their coverage, I think, to stop him because he is by far their best weapon. I don't know that we'll see, you know, somebody shadow him or spy him. Nick Saban generally doesn't do that. Now, look, if they have a problem with him that they can't do it early, then, yeah, maybe you will. Maybe he'll put his best guy on him wherever he is. The the problem is because I think they move pits around so much, it gets other people out of position a little bit. Okay, you know, especially if they put him in motion or whatever. So that's kind of the game within the game. But but other than that, I mean the line is seventeen. Um man, you know, I want to give Florida a little more credit than that, but nobody has stopped Alabama this year. Florida has had a hell of a time stopping anybody. So I think they're going to have to win a shootout, and I don't know that they can win a shootout with Alabama. I don't know about the 17. Personally, I'm staying away from that line, just you know, maybe because I'm a little bit, you know, too involved in it. And I've watched so much of Alabama, and you start thinking, man, you know, you see kind of a little bit of the weaknesses. Harris is the next factor. I mean, he he's just a truck out there, and then we we all know Devonta Smith. I mean, this listen. He's at the running for the Heisman. Some say yes. he's the favorite for the Heisman. I've heard he was. The two, quarterback, yeah. the two quarterbacks until last week, Trask was maybe the favorite. Devontae Smith could win a Heisman this, mm-hmm. this week. I mean, yep. if he goes out and, and, again, you know, 10 catches, 200 plus, close to 200 yards, two or three touchdowns, which is possible, uh, he could walk away with a Heisman. He saw him scoring a punt return last week. He's just a weapon everywhere. Um, I'm going to say I'm, a, I'm with. Trent on the last game. I think this line is about right. I could see Florida squeaking it into maybe 14 points late, maybe. Um, again, a game that Florida, I think, is going to have to keep close. I think they're also going to have to run it. I mean, if they, if I don't care who you are and how many weapons you have, if you throw the ball 50 times, Alabama is going to hit you and they are going to pick a couple of them. So they're going to have to come up. Pierce is going to have to be pretty good in the running game. But listen, 
find me a weakness in Alabama. I haven't seen one all year, uh, especially since the second half of that Georgia game. Have not found a weakness on this team. So line's probably about right. I think Alabama wins comfortable. I don't think it's going to be any kind of 52 to 10 or, oh, I do. or anything like that. I do. Because Florida, well, I, I hope you're right, but uh, Florida can't put up points, and Pitts is just an absolute nightmare. Need uh, Lane Kiffin to come in and be a consultant. He knows how to smooth yeah, the ball he against does. that Alabama defense. Is there a non-championship uh, game that gets either your attention? Did we just lose Bama? No, we didn't. No, he's there. He's there. Uh, uh, for, for me, it's the Mountain West. I'm going to be picking that game later on. Are you? But Boise State, of course, the old traditional mid-major mm-hmm. power. And that San Jose State story, it's yeah. incredible. Can't be at home, can't practice, can't go to school, and yet here they are undefeated and playing for a Mountain West championship. Uh, Bamazer, what what other game gets your attention this weekend? Uh, I'm going Lane Kiffin and Baton Rouge, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, listen, LSU coming off that, that week. Oh, two thirty. Uh, two thirty. SEC Network. Yeah, I mean, you know, after the, it, it's kind of it's kind of right in between everything. Yep. You know, it's after the the early ones, before the late ones. Um, you know, look, <laughs> he's got. LSU coming off that high last week, winning at Florida. Um, Kiffin is in the – keeps being rumored for the Auburn job. I don't think it'll happen. Um, but, listen, he's coached at an SEC school, SEC school one year and left in the past, so yeah. who really knows? But, listen, he's, he's going to want to – this is a game – he knows this is not a great LSU team. It's not a great LSU defense. Um and this is one of those kind of statement games for the future, I think, for Ole Miss. It's like, hey, you know what? And they've signed a great recruiting class. Um, they're ranked, I think, in the top ten in recruiting, which is which is great for them. Um, this is one of those games I think Lane Kiffin's going to try to knock on the door and go, listen, we're, we're going to be a factor here. Uh, you're going to have to deal with us, LSU. You already saw what they did against Alabama, even though they lost, you know, a and in that in that division too. This division is going to get loaded again, and I think this is a game for for Lane Kiffin to tell Ed Orgeron, you're going to have to deal with me. So I'm all over this one at two thirty. Give me the battle for the basement in the Big Ten. I cannot wait. It's Nebraska. <laughs> it's Rutgers. You're going to want to break that thing down for 20 minutes on Monday. I know you. No, Wednesday was simple. <laughs> we will have that time. Uh, Bama, enjoy the weekend, brother. Thank you. We'll talk to you on Monday. Always enjoy it, guys. Take care and enjoy the game. Good to talk to you. I'm watching that game I, I know you. I know you. Nebraska Rutgers. Can you imagine if Nebraska gets beat badly? Yeah. It's it's not out of the stretch of I imagination here. Not. I mean, just oh. get in there and thirty-one-three clubbing. Yeah, and I don't like to extract a pound of flesh on them. But I'm not that guy. You're one of the few that aren't that. I know. I mean, I, that's true. That's true. Maybe it's because Sips my pal. I don't sure. Know. Uh, anyways, but so uh, well, you know what? Chris Williams is a good friend too. Yes, and he's coming up next. Did you see the Cyclone Fanatic team have just posted their picks on their website? Oh no, I haven't. All but one picking Iowa State, mm-hmm. and the one that didn't pick Iowa State, I think he had his tongue planted firmly in cheek. Ah. But the way Chris has Iowa State winning, I'll talk about with that with when he joins us next. Claxons in 20 minutes, our picks in about 25, Miller and Condon till noon on 1460 KX and Owen 106.3 FM. Merry Christmas, you filthy animals, and a happy new year. From your friends at Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. 
Ken Miller, Trent Condon, Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM, this is KXNO. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. About 15 minutes away from giving four of our listeners an opportunity to win some Claxton's Barbecue in Ames. It's coming up about 11.45-ish, our picks to follow before we get out of here at noon. Off to Dallas we go, Arlington to be specific. He's Chris Williams, CycloneFanatic.com. The Fanatics here on KXNO starting weekdays at 4. Chris, Trent, Ken, thanks for coming on. How are you? I am great. How are you? Man, it's weird. It it feels like old times with Ken introducing me. I love it. I missed this. Did that for a long time, didn't we? <laughs> yeah. You know I what? miss you, man. Yeah, ditto. I, mean, I know we're on the same state, but we just never see each other anymore. It's no, good we to don't. hear from you. Uh, we, our trivia question to give away our T-shirt was um, earlier this morning. Two weeks from today, KXNO turns 20 years old. How about that? 20th birthday party. Wow. And no one can come. Wow! Yeah. I didn't even know that. That's incredible. We should do. Uh, we should do like an hour on that. I'm in. For real and just talk about it. I'm That'd in. be great. Lot, lots of history. Well, Chris, speaking of history, uh, Iowa State's got a chance to make a little bit of it. Uh, your prediction of how this game is going to end? I, I, if it comes down to a last-second field goal for Iowa State to propel them to a Big Twelve championship, how many? What would the percentage of be of Cyclone fans be that actually can look at their television before the kick is in the air (laughs) i you know what's funny is i in our predictions um column at cyclone fanatic that's what i predicted it comes down to trying to be positive yeah we're gonna um we're gonna watch iowa state play some demons down here yeah i wouldn't it be fitting though like all the problems all the year especially when it comes to iowa state trying to get into this very game and kicking problems and Here's the deal, though, Ken. Like I, I'll just speak for myself. Um, I just feel different about Iowa State football than I used to. I don't just expect the worst thing to happen. Mm. I mean, that was really the case for a really long time, and um, I just I don't feel like that with this group. And I, I, you know, if the one thing I've learned over the last, you know, fifteen twenty years of being so close to this program and being around it is that you. Uh, and really just in life, too. I guess this is more of a football, more of a life conversation than football, but uh, you really create your own luck, right? And if you have better players, then the bad luck things tend to not happen as much. And I think probably, Ken, when we started doing these shows together a really long time, when I started coming on your shows, um, I probably didn't understand that. Mm-hmm. I I think that I... Um, thought like that bad things just happened to my teams and that I was cursed and all this stuff. Not not me, but my teams were right. Um, I felt cursed as a fan, but now I, I, you know, what what I think I've learned watching Campbell's teams over the last few years, it's not a, it's not a fluke that they're, they went eight and one in the big 12 this year, but they didn't last year and the year before, right? Like they, they have better players. <laughs> it's that simple, and they've developed players. They have a lot of the same guys, but they've gotten better every year. They've gotten bigger. They've gotten stronger. They've gotten more physical. And I I hope Iowa State fans across the board feel that way. Like, I just 
That the, the Texas game was a perfect example. Like that's just a game in the past that you just expect. The field goal's good. To, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, what happened? Well, Latrell Bankston went out and got a big sack and made it a tougher field goal, and mm-hmm. the guy missed it, right? Like, yep. you, you hold a lot of that in your own hands. That's how I feel tomorrow. I don't I, I don't know. I think the game's a total toss-up. I really do. And um, I think if Iowa State loses, that we'll all be able to look in the mirror and be like, man, you know, Oklahoma's a better team. They've improved a lot, and they and they beat Iowa State. I don't think it's going to be a deal where you look at it, man. Man, we pissed that down our leg. I just, I, I feel, that's where I feel like with this program now, and it's a it's a good feeling to not just constantly be waiting for the next, you know, kick to the stones. Because I mean, and that could come again. Like I don't know. I I really they're a five and a half point underdog for a reason. Vegas doesn't just do that just to make Iowa State fans mad. There's a reason for that. And we'll, we'll find out. But I, I'm not just sitting around waiting for the next bad thing to happen like I did 10 years ago. Speaking of 10 years ago, where you were, I mean, this it looked like this league very easily could Oof. dismantle. And where's Iowa State left? And you get through yeah. that. Then, all right, we pick up the pieces. We invite West Virginia, TCU. But now you know every single year there's no duck in Oklahoma or Texas or Texas Tech or Baylor if they're up. Whatever it is, you're playing everybody an outright regular season, 8-1 and one run, realistically, even with Campbell. And I know you were in on Campbell right away. Did you really think this was a possibility until maybe the last two years? No. Uh, I, I thought that when the Big 12 went to 10 teams, like that it was really a, I mean, doomsday isn't, isn't right. But I, I just, you know, even like when Iowa State had good years back in the day, with some of those McCarney teams. Well, I mean, it, if you look at the schedules, the years they weren't playing right. Texas and Oklahoma, yep. you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's just, I, I hate to be that way, but, and, and I'm not taking anything away from what Dan McCarney did, but they, they were getting breaks on the schedule. And that was kind of like, as an Iowa state fan, you just, you kind of waited and you hoped that the team personnel wise could peak on the years where you had a shot. That's right and then cycle. all of a sudden it's like, yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, You've got to play nine conference games, so you're getting rid of one of your layups because you still have to play Iowa, right? So there goes that MAC game or that, you know, um, whoever. So you're losing a you're losing a win there, and then now you've got to play this round robin that it's a Texas centric league before. Now it's, you know, half the teams are from there. You're a geographic outlier. Yeah, I, I, I thought that that was a really bad spot. Like it was better than being in the MAC. Um, but just football wise, it made things really difficult. And the, you know, the recruiting thing that Matt's done um, has really been genius. He taught. Uh, it often got times, guys. We cover these press conferences when a guy gets hired, and we we hear we hear a lot, right. and then you don't. It's kind of like a it's kind of like a politician, right? When they're campaigning, they say a lot, but then how often can they act on it? And Matt gave us that line of we're going to be the Midwest option in the big 12. And that's exactly what they've done. And you kind of just kind of take your hat off to it because the guy had a plan. He stuck to it and, and it's worked uh, a couple more minutes. Chris, we'll let you go. Is Santa going to play? I, I, man, I, I honestly, can, I'm just being brutally honest with you guys. <laughs> it's so hard getting injury information. Now yeah. it was, it was hard yeah. before, but now, like, everything's locked down. You can't talk to anybody face-to-face. 
I I would guess he gives it a go. Um, but I, I, if I was going to be completely honest with you, I can't give you a great answer on that because the injury thing has been so locked down. But I, I would guess he gives it a go. Isaiah Lee, I think, will be back based on what I was kind of um, hearing that he, I think he even could have gone against West Virginia. But they're so deep on the D-line. And that, that's another thing that, man, like, sounds crazy saying that about Iowa State football. Mm-hmm. But um, they let him get healthy. I think Isaiah Lee will be back. But say, to me – Ken, that's an astute question. I think matchup-wise, that's one of the biggest things for Iowa State is because Oklahoma, and I, I know one thing I respect and love about listening to your guys' show is there's just a lot of talking heads that don't watch the game. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma, I know you guys do, and you've seen they're so much better on defense than they were in October. But if you watch that game in October again, they were actually really good up front defensively. Uh, you know, they they really were. It was the back seven that was just confused and um, missing assignments that Iowa State could really take advantage of. Since that game, Oklahoma's got like a top ten rush defense in college football, and um, you know they're elite up front. So having Saner and that extra big, I think he's an NFL guy. I think he'll at the very least be in a camp. Uh, I I think he'll get drafted because of what he can do blocking wise I think he's a guy who like if I were to look at Iowa State's uh, senior tight ends him and Chase Allen and go okay what what should these guys do because they can come back right I would encourage Saner to go pro I I think he could be a guy who could get drafted right away and I would think Chase Allen would probably be better off coming back and you know proving himself one more year and you know he was a Iowa State kid growing up, so you're going to come back and, you know, if the chips fall right, you could be a preseason top ten. That'd probably mean a lot to Chase. But that's just how much I think of Dylan, and I, I think that his blocking tomorrow will be absolutely critical. If I, Even with Brees Hall, if Iowa State wants to have a really consistent running game, having Dylan back would be huge. 30 seconds, Chris. Brock Purdy needs to be the best quarterback on the field tomorrow. Rattler's a really good player. I think he can be. I think he's the biggest difference in this team, the way they finish. It's been the elevation in Brock Purdy's game. Totally agree. He has been kind of like an offensive coordinator on the field and his extension of plays. I think that's another thing tomorrow. I mean, if I was looking at this game and could find a matchup where if I'm an Oklahoma fan, I like it's that D line versus Iowa State's offensive line. As much better as Iowa State is, mm-hmm. that's still a tall task. And Brock's just the way he can extend plays um, is critical, and that's how you get some big plays to open up down the field. I, I, I completely agree. Brock looks like an NFL quarterback right now. He'll need to do that tomorrow. Good luck to your squad, Chris Williams. Appreciate it, guys. Good to hear from you. Yeah, good uh, to we'll, talk we'll to you. Talk soon. Yeah, don't be a stranger. All Chris right. Williams, good to talk to Chris Williams. And look forward to talking to four of our listeners right now with 284-5966, 284-5966. Barbecue Giveaway, the first four callers. If you're getting a ring and the phone lines are jammed, you're, that means you're in. Um, stay right there. Miller and Condon back with Claxons and our picks, 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. It's the 12 days of Christmas. Listen to the sports fanatics every day as Chris Williams reaches into his sack and pulls out a great prize from one of your favorite full-court press restaurants. Gift cards, growlers, t-shirts, glasses, food, and more from El Bait Shop, Lucky Horse Tavern, Fong's Pizza, The Royal Mile, and more of your favorite places. Enter online to win the grand prize at KXNO.com. It's the 12 days of Chris. From Full Court Press and Des Moines Sports Station, KXNO. 
back to Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Our final segment, Claxons 3131 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. And then our picks, klaxonbbq.com. The winner's going to get $35 worth of barbecue. The runner-up gets $25. we have got four games and a tiebreaker. Uh, Dan, Shane, Ronnie, and Jim in that order. Dan, you go first. Dan, welcome to the program. How are you? Good. Oklahoma is a five-and-a-half point favorite over Iowa State. Clones. Bama, 17-and-a-half over Florida. Bama. Clemson, 10-and-a-half over Notre Dame. Notre Dame. On the hardwood, Gonzaga, two-and-a-half point favorite over the Hawks. Gonzaga. Tiebreaker, Brees Hall, total rushing yards, closest without going over. 119. Dan, have a good weekend. Thank you. Thank you. Shane is next. Shane, welcome to the program. All right. Hi. Uh, Oklahoma, five and a half over Iowa State. Iowa State. Bama, 17 and a half over the Gators. Uh, Bama. Clemson gives 10 and a half to Notre Dame. Uh, Notre Dame. Gonzaga, two and a half point favorite over Iowa tomorrow. Iowa. Brees Hall's total rushing yards, closest without going over, Shane. Uh, let's do 103. Shane, have a good weekend. Thank you. Thanks. Uh, Ronnie is next. Hello, Ronnie. Hello. Uh, Oklahoma is a five and a half point favorite over Iowa State. I got to go with Oklahoma. Okay. Alabama, 17 and a half over Florida. Alabama. Clemson, 10 and a half over Notre Dame. Clemson. Zags give two and a half to the Hawks. Zags. Brees Hall, total rushing yards, closest without going over. 101. Thanks, Ronnie. Have a good weekend. You too. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, Jim brings it to a close. Hi, Jim. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. Oklahoma, five and a half over the Clones. Oklahoma. Alabama, 17 and a half over the Gators. I'll take Florida. Clem- I don't think anybody took them yet. I don't think so. Uh, Clemson, 10 and a half over Notre Dame. Clemson. Gonzaga, two and a half to the Hawks tomorrow. Iowa. Brees Hall's total rushing yards, closest without going over. 75. Have a good weekend, Jim. Thanks. Yep, thank you. Good to talk to you. And that'll wrap up Claxons. And thank you to Claxons, 3131 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. All right, Mr. Condon, you stunk last week. I did, 1-4, and four, and you're right back in the game as you are 36-33-1 against the number. I am 40-29-1, a four-game lead as you went 4-1. and one. The tee box is yours, Mr. Miller. All right, let's get to it. Let's start in the NFL. Look, I watched... Carolina last week. I watched Drew Locke throw four touchdown passes against the Panthers. Carolina's defense has Aaron Rodgers this week. Good luck. Lay the eight, Carolina. Tomorrow night, game one. Uh, Drew Brees is back for New Orleans. I made this pick before that. I thought it was going to be Taysom Hill, but you know what? You only have to give a field goal, and I get Patrick Mahomes. Okay. Chiefs, minus three over New Orleans. Uh, in the ACC, I like Clemson. I'll lay the ten and a half tonight. Little action, action. Buffalo is a thirteen and a half point favorite over Ball State. Trent. Buffalo can run the football. Lay the thirteen and a half. My best bet of the week. Best bet in a long time. I think Alabama is simply going to destroy Florida. Florida might score 14, 17, 21 points. I don't know how Alabama's going to be stopped. That defense, P.U. Trent. 
We got some disagreements here. This is going to be good. Let's, in fact, start with our disagreement. And it's my best bet of the weekend. I'm going best bet first tonight. Match state? Any single statistical model you look at, say this point spread should be six, six and a half. Maybe a touchdown is as high as you're going to find. This is all about what we've seen from Buffalo running football. That's all this is. When you actually look at it analytically, this is a terrible spread. Grab the points. And Ball State, my best bet of the weekend. Love the college slate. Love the championship games. Let's go to the Big 12. Said it all week. Iowa State is better, too. And it's annoyed me from all the (laughs) national talking heads all week long. Yo, Oklahoma's better. Yeah, Iowa State's a lot better, too. Uh Five and a half. It's way too many. Grab the Cyclones and the points. We finish up with the story of the college football year to me, and that's San Jose State. Displaced, mm-hmm. an awful football program historically, and what they are now playing for an undefeated season and a chance to do it against Boise. Grab the points here, six and a half. It's too many. This is a tight one. Not a very good offensive Boise team. Think you're going to enjoy that. To the NFL for a couple of picks, a couple more dogs, no surprise this week, and a couple of them just a shade under a touchdown. Play with that, if you will. Atlanta getting six and a half against Tampa. I don't get it. Atlanta last week let a game slip away against the Chargers. Six and a half is too many at home in a divisional game. And then Philadelphia getting six and a half against Arizona. You want to lay that many with Arizona? I know they played better last week. I'm not comfortable with that. Jalen Hurts does enough to keep it close. The Eagles plus six and a half. Atlanta plus six and a half. San Jose State plus six and a half. Iowa State plus five and a half. And Ball State plus 13 and a hook. My best bet, 40-29 and one against the number 58%. Let's try to get back to 60 this week. All right, good stuff. That's going to do it. Look, um, normally, I've over the course of my career, I'm Switzerland. Not this weekend. For 25 years, Clones fans, I've been talking about how much your team stinks. <laughs> I am rooting for you. In Not that you need me. But I'm uh, go Iowa State. Beat the Sooners. Win this thing. Shut the national pundits up. Uh, and I think they've got a chance, and I think Brock Purdy's going to be the difference in this football game. He certainly has been in the last four years. I am rooting for your squad. I don't know if I'll learn the fight. Well, maybe I will by the time it kicks off tomorrow morning at 11 o'clock. At least Sweet Caroline. You can get that one down. I've got that one. My wife sings it all. The- she's a huge fan. So she'll, she'll, well, she's yeah. got you figured well, out there. her baby's got two degrees yes. from Iowa State. How about Iowa Gonzaga? Great quite I like the Hawks, Trent. I it's the layoff that worries me yes. for Gonzaga. I because think it's be a hell of a game. That look-ahead line, I told you right away, I jumped on the Zags, and I might be buying back now because that layoff, we're talking two and a half weeks. Mm-hmm. And hoops, mm-hmm. that's a long, long break. No, it is, and, and that's the reason. I, can, I cannot wait to watch Timmy and Tim, Timmy V. Garza. That's going to be pretty good. Well, we'll talk all about it on Monday. There'll be plenty of talk still to come on these airwaves. Murph and Andy at 2, the Fanatics at 4. Saturday morning pregame is on the air tomorrow after the Big 12 championship at some point. Cyclone sound off. Have a wonderful weekend, everybody. We're Miller and Condon, 10 to noon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM.